This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Welcome to the Laravel News Podcast. I'm Eric Barnes, and with me as always... I'm Jack Frew. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening in again. Eric, what uh, what's on the schedule this week? Well, this week, uh, the Laracon uh, conference have, has announced a bunch of new speakers. Have you um, have you checked that list out? I mean, it's got all kinds of people on a, there. A bunch of new speakers. I, mean, I yeah, I, I you know, it's it really is making me hope I can get to it this year because there's a lot of people I'd love to meet and just see speak in person. Uh, Fabian, the guy that is behind Symphony, is there. And that's kind of like, you know, if you think about it, like, uh, you know, I don't know, is it a third of Laravel is based on the symphony? Maybe a half, something like the other. So there's a lot of symphony components there. Um, Chris, is it, I never know how to say his name. Is it Fidao? Fideo? I think it's Fidao. The, the, the servers for hackers guy is going to be there. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear him speak. Jack McDade's going to be speaking. He's done, uh, is it Statomic or whatever? The, yeah. It's the website builder that uses Laravel in a database to store your content but ultimately writes out to static files and i love well it, it actually doesn't do a it doesn't do a database at all it's all flat files the whole system oh there's not even a database in it you're right yeah oh man but anyway I, I love the idea of flat files being served to the end user because there's there's nothing more efficient than that right so um yeah no database wow that's even that's like spooky crazy awesome yeah so uh and then amanda Folson is going to be there and i don't really know amanda too well although i've seen her on twitter and I've always seen her as this, uh, she's wearing some kind of helmet with like a Lego character's face on it. So it's actually got her real face on on the uh, on the Laracon website. I'm like, oh, that's what she looks like. Uh, and then Matt Machuga. Matt was uh, real big in the Laravel community a few years back, it seemed like. So it's it's good to see him uh, kind of coming back front and center. Uh, how about you? Did you have any people on there that you that were new that you were excited about? Well, the, I can't say his name, I'm sure. Um, Zeev, yeah, that... It would be interesting, you know, just from somebody from Core PHP, you know, here and here and yeah. T- tell us who is who is Zeev, just for those people listening that don't know. Um, he is the co-architect of PHP, um, so I assume he's one of the one of the lead developers now for for the uh, framework. Yeah. Now, and as I understand, this guy Rasmus Rasmus created it, right? It was like his creation by himself initially. Yes, right. For like way back in the day, you know, in the early '90s or whatever. The other people that were already on the list was uh, Evan Yu, Taylor Otwell, of course, Adam Wathen. I saw Adam speak last year, and he was awesome. His presentation was great, so you know that was good content. Uh, and and I'm sure there's more people to be announced. It looks like they're they're filling up three days worth of stuff. In fact, why do I feel like I saw somewhere what the pre-conference stuff was going to be? Do you remember seeing anything about that? I do not. Um, feel like that was somewhere for like a day or two. I don't know if it was this website or if it was on Twitter. Must have been on Twitter and I must have missed it or something. I don't know. Yeah, there was like Adam was going to do something. And, uh, you know, now right now the schedule just says uh, TBD. So um, anyway, yeah, laricon.us uh, is the website for that. And uh, it's a great event. And if you have the means to get there this year, I enjoyed it a lot last year. I thought Kentucky was a great location. It was a easy drive from Chicago. I know other people that drove in from other areas and, you know, nice, easy drive, middle of summer, beautiful out. Uh, venue was great. The hotel was great. No complaints about this conference at all. And I think it's definitely uh, worth attending. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I, I actually enjoyed uh, Louisville. That was my first time ever visiting. was Was last year's conference. So uh, it same same here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nice it's a nice town. You know, it's not nearly as big as like Chicago. Uh, so it's not as intimidating as like a big city like Chicago or New York. But it was still, you know, you know, there's a lot of big buildings there, and you know, um, lots to do, plenty of places to eat. You know, it was I, I enjoyed, it. Mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I know uh, Matt Matt uh, Stauffer. Yeah. Matt tweeted that he found some kind of coffee place that he completely fell in love with. So, you know, for the coffee lovers, there's that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we actually one of my coworkers, Rebecca, she she's from Louisville. So we got the uh, the insider look at everything. Oh, she took nice. us around all the all the great restaurants and uh, just all the fun stuff. So that, that was kind of neat last year, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what's next on our agenda today? Well, let's see. Um, we Userscape is actually where I work, but uh, uh, Ian Landsman relaunched Laravel Gurus, which is a um, a site meant to kind of show like consulting firms, um, you know, anybody that actually works works with um, Laravel that you can hire. Previously, which is kind of funny, it was it was all backed by. Wufu forms. Okay. And he used the a- API to, to pull them all in. And uh, it just kind of broke down because they got so many got so many people on there. So he rebuilt it in Laravel and relaunched it. Uh, I guess that was the end of last week. Yeah, I looked at the site, actually. It's pretty cool. It's got like a, I don't know if it's is it using Google Maps or whatever. There's something that has mm-hmm. like all the little uh, spots on the map so that you can see where all these folks are located. And uh, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. I also, by the way, I saw a tweet from him. I will say this. If you are a Laravel person and you want to get onto uh, this Laravel Guru's site, uh, please just read the directions because it sounds like a lot of people were sending in stuff that wasn't very well thought through or vetted or whatever. Uh, I don't know what the requirements are. I don't know if they're stringent or not, but but whatever they are, uh, it'll make everyone's day easier if uh, if if whatever whatever guidelines are there are followed so public <laughs> yeah. service message for Ian yeah well what what happened was there was like companies submitting because uh, what it is you have to go to it, it once you fill out the form then it goes into you know a pending list and then everything has to get approved and people were like submitting stuff without like real websites without anything it was kind of um, yeah kind of funny there so so yeah he wanted to make sure everything was actually a real business type deal right. Right. Um, that's awesome. That's, you guys do so much neat stuff over at Userscape. If you haven't heard of Userscape, let's uh, plug. They do awesome help desk software, and they also happen to uh, uh, employ quite a few people in the Laravel space. So definitely worth giving them a quick check if you need uh, help desk software. Userscape.com. Sure. Yes. Good stuff. That's what, what we've been working on forever. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Ian's, he's, I just, I love that guy. He's, he just, I've, you know, I've heard enough stuff from him on podcasts and on Twitter to just, you can kind of tell like when a person has viewpoints that you respect or if a person's out there or whatever. And I, I just, I really respect Ian and, uh, you know, the, the way he goes about things and, and, you know, the kind of things he stands for. So, uh, it's, it's one of those things. I think it's a, it's always great when there's a good product. It's, it's awesome when there's a great company and great people and a great founder behind the product and I, I that's how i feel about userscape yep yep i enjoy working there been there for four years now so to change the subject totally off laravel are you excited for the super bowl sunday i am a computer nerd and i don't watch sports man i'm like <sighs> i you know my my wife watches hockey so we, we watch some blackhawks here um but 
Yeah, I uh, and actually this Sunday I'm going to be driving to Florida, so I will not. I'm not even going to be able to see it. We're uh, uh, my my mother's retired, and she wanted someone to help drive her uh, down to Florida. She wants to use her car. She's going to stay down there for a few months. So that's my weekend. I'm going to drive down to Florida and then fly back uh, early next week. That's so, funny. So I'm, yeah, maybe maybe we'll listen to it on the radio. Uh, so it was, well, fun. I'm I'm actually I live right outside of Charlotte, so the Panthers. This will be their second time in the Super Bowl, so it's kind of a, a big deal down here. Yes, it's, uh, it's. Oh, it's a big deal for you then. Yeah, that's like that's like when the Chicago Bears went to the Super Bowl back in like was it like nineteen eighty four or five or something like that. It was, oh, yeah, that was before my time. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, we're we're all excited. Everybody in town is 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 having. It's actually like Panthers Pride Day at school today. Everybody's wearing their oh, Panthers no clothes. That's and, awesome. So, That's awesome. so we hope we have good results in this this Super Bowl versus the last time we were there. So I, I got to ask you a question because you're in uh, North Carolina, right? Right. right. Um, what's the weather there right now? Oh, it's it's actually chilly. It's maybe upper fifties today. Listen to this, folks. <laughs> Eric Barnes says the upper fifties are chilly. I had uh, I had snow on the ground this morning a little bit. And and my daughter said it looked like somebody sprinkled powdered sugar on the lawn. You know, that's like that's our thing. So it's it's thirty two. Uh-huh. This is going to be a high today. That's so crazy. At, the, at the highest point, it will get to the temperature in which water turns to ice. But right now, it's all ice. So well, right now, um, actually, the high today, I was wrong. The high today is fifty. So it it is cold uh, today. Yeah, that's a freezing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, you know. we we can't handle snow or anything down here. You know, if it that's gets true. That's thirty two or below, the whole place shuts down for weeks at a time. So yeah, and I know, like when people from Florida come up to visit, like you know, in Chicago, you know what I mean. Like it could be like fifty five out, and we're all like, yay! We're like we're like wearing shorts and t shirts, and they're like bundled up in their winter clothes. They're like, it's so cold here. You know, so it's all relative, right? <laughs> That's, that's like when we go to the beach in the winter. Um, there'll be like these people out there swimming in the ocean, and we're like, oh, they must be from Canada. Those people are crazy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. In other news, this might be of interest if you listen to podcasts, which obviously you're, you do if you're listening to this. Uh, there's a new service called Read or Listen that somebody came up with, and the idea there was to read articles that other people or yourself had written uh, just basically so that people could consume it in their car. So kind of like a podcast, but but almost to me like a mini version of an audiobook, right? You're taking something that's written down and you're just kind of reading it so that, you know, somebody can benefit from that without being able to read it like when you're driving. So I thought that was kind of a neat concept. Did you uh did you look at that at all, Eric? Um I did a little bit. Um I actually uh talked to Alfred um about it just to you know, to kind of get his ideas behind it. And that was basically what he said was, you know, he wanted to be able to to stay up to date on all these blog po- or blog posts and all these tutorials and things like that, and um, it would be nice to to have it kind of a, like in an audio book form. So that's yeah, kind of where I, his whole idea came from. And I think he's trying to kind of like open source it from the perspective that you know, like instead of him being the one that's going to read everything, that you know, like anybody can submit something, right? So right, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that if we all chipped in, if there's you know, um, let's just say there's I don't know. 30 new articles a week that get created. If there's, you know, a pool of a couple hundred people that are willing to read articles from time to time, then, you know, then that should just kind of plow through itself and mm-hmm. get taken care of. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he said one of the good things too is, is as far as like the context, because developers are reading developer articles, they can actually talk about the code in the right, you know, in the right context versus just kind of a, a computer reading. 
In other news, Jack McDade, uh, he's got an article. Uh, the title is Tired of Waiting, and it looks like he updated it since it went out. Uh, and he has some tips and tricks about speeding up Poser and NPM installs. Um, so that's a good article, and Jack's a good guy. And We mentioned earlier that he's going to be speaking at Laricon this year, so uh, pretty neat. One of the little call-outs in his article says that he took a 6-minute NPM install and reduced it down to 22 seconds. So that's a pretty good time saver if you do that you know, frequently, right? Yeah. Um, so, and I run into that all the time with with uh, starting new projects, you know. It, it always yeah. seems to me like NPM is the one that takes forever um, versus Composer. But I don't I don't know um, which in his, he, he actually says Composer took four minutes. He, he re- reduced it down to 10 seconds and then NPM from six minutes to 22 seconds. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, nuts how long all that stuff takes. And uh, NPM, to me, is always the worst one because it's like it just – sits there and and does whatever it's doing and it might be something that uh the uh, laravel elixir is installing that's making it so slow i'm just not exactly sure what the, yeah. what the actual package is and looking at his tips you know, this actually uh this brings up something i had almost forgot to cover this week uh he says disable xdebug so that's worth talking about a little bit uh xdebug is an add-in for php that lets you do debugging uh the version of Homestead that came out right when PHP 7 came out didn't have Xdebug in it. So there, it, it has had Xdebug in the past, and then there was a release that did not have Xdebug, and Taylor released a new version of Homestead uh, kind of silently, know, the last week or the week before, that has Xdebug built back into it. And the reason that it wasn't there is that Xdebug is a, you know, it's an external project. It wasn't ready for PHP 7 uh, when, when Taylor, the original Homestead build. But uh, I was able to use that along with an article I found on Laracast to uh, get Xdebug configured with pstorm and debug some code. And uh, it was, it was pretty awesome. I love being able to step through code. It's a great way to learn, especially, uh, you know, it's interesting that there was a conversation on Slack or, or uh, IRC about people saying, well, you know, you should be writing tests and all that stuff, you know? And it was like, you know, that's, that's fine. But sometimes the problem isn't that my code doesn't work from my perspective. Sometimes the code is like, I'm doing something, but Laravel doesn't respond the way I expect it to. So I need to see what it is that Laravel is doing so I can see what I'm doing wrong to even get the test to pass in the first place. Right. So, uh, that was pretty exciting. I, I'm, I'm, you know, happy that Xdebug is back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've haven't, uh, I haven't actually set up Xdebug with PHP storm in forever. Now it's, uh, I used to do that. And then for some reason, whenever I updated something, it just didn't work anymore. It so breaks. I never went back and fixed it. Um, so do you typically do like DD like oh yeah I do that for a lot. stuff yeah that's my favorite uh, and I do that too and that works awesome if it's my own problem right, right. like if I if I've got like a form and it's not reacting the right way like a, I should say a blade template you know I'll throw a DD on there or in a controller I'll throw a DD to see like okay is this data making it down um, you know that's been really helpful the other thing that I found really helpful is using that tinker the mm-hmm. PHP tank uh, was it PHP artisan tinker right yeah. because a lot of times there I can kind of play with a model query and see what the results are and see if I'm getting back what I expect to get back sometimes you know I like one really dumb thing that I did and and I oh it's embarrassing I probably spent an hour on this uh you know when you have a related model you you put in to your model like a function name so like let's just take the common you know users and maybe invoices, right? So you'd have an invoices function in your user's model, mm-hmm. and then there, you know, you'd have a belongs to many or you know, one of those relationship things in there. Well, when you go to use that, uh, I think I was using users, you know, and then the little greater than symbol, you know, the minus greater than symbol. And then I was, I was calling the other thing as a function call. 
and you don't call it as a function call. You just call it as if it was like a variable name or something, right? right? right. You leave the parentheses off and, and you get two different results back. And in code, I didn't see what was happening. So like that threw me for a loop. And when I got it into Tinker, I was like, okay, this just comes back and says it's an object. And the other one comes back with all this data. So clearly that's what I was doing wrong, you know? Um, so I really like Tinker for that purpose as well. But anyway, it, you know, so three tools at your disposal, listeners. Xdebug is one if you want to take the time to configure it. Uh, Tinker is another. And then uh, good old DD, which will uh, dump and it also cancels the the call, right? Like it stops, right? It, it right. dump and dies, I think what it's short for, right? Right. Um, so proven techniques. Well, I was going to say, speaking of uh, embarrassing mistakes, what I've, what I, it seems like I've hit this, I don't know, like six times this this week is uh when you create your relationship you know how you like uh return this has many or whatever um so inside your method so i've i've been forgetting the return call and then like spending like 10 minutes trying to figure out why this is not working and it's because i'm not returning it i'm just you know i'm just putting in the relationship right there so you're just saying like this has many but no return right right oh nice nice you know so we all have our little things that uh and and i feel like i'm lucky in the sense that because i'm still kind of new to this most of my stuff almost always is like i open up another controller to look at that first right to do the other one so i end up copy and paste and making some changes and stuff like that so um yeah that's uh well it's good to know hey that that even people who've been doing this for a while Make, make mistakes uh, <laughs> all over, the time. <laughs> something simple, right? So yes. Oh, but getting back to Jack's article, the two tools he he had was uh man, I don't even know if I can say this. Prestissimo for yeah, composer. That sounds about right. Um, and then IED or it's going to be renamed to NOM is uh, the thing that speeds up NPM. Um, so check those out too if you want to speed up uh, your installation process. For sure. For sure. That's a good article. So, Jack, if you're listening, thanks for uh, thanks for writing that. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Next up, uh, there was an article from Jesse Shutt called Diving into a Laravel Audit, where he shares his experiences uh, that his team did basically auditing a website that was done in Laravel and kind of documenting the things that were done right and the things that were done wrong. And he had, uh, you know, some. I think it's a good summary stuff to look over for your own website, if not so much to worry about you know, would you pass an audit, but just like, what kind of things do they find? And are they things that maybe your own project uh, could benefit from, you know, a little change here and there? Did you, uh, did you happen to look at that article? I did. I looked through it. Yes. And, um, you know, they, Jesse was talking about how the original developers um, didn't basically do any testing, um, uh, which is funny because that's basically whenever, in my experience, whenever you're called in to do an audit, it's because things are so bad that, uh, you know, you need somebody that can come in and kind of help straighten out the mess. So it's usually the worst case. You're, you're seeing the worst of everything whenever you do do an audit. So uh, that's a good that's a good point. Um, that's a good. So, yeah. And he he actually goes through and he talks about that. Of course, there were no tests. And then he, he talks about a few tools, um, uh, the PHP mass detector and the PHP code sniffer. And, yeah. and he ran those through, and that way it kind of gave him a uh, you know a high level overview of of some things that are that were wrong that need to be addressed first um, before diving into the rest of it. These two things look like they integrated with PHP Storm, right? That was uh, yeah. Um, it's got screenshots that look like they're coming out of PHP Storm in terms of the font and the icons and stuff used. Yeah, and I was not aware of that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I missed that part that it was in, that it was actually in PHP Storm, so that's handy. 
there's an awful lot of stuff that Jesse found in this uh, in this audit. So I think it's good. And then he's got a little summary at the end, kind of what did he learn and what can you take away from it. So uh, that was a pretty neat article. Pretty neat article. Yeah, for sure. I, I like uh, when when people write up things like this, like kind of like postmortems, but you know they're not quite in that style. But uh, but it's good to to learn learn these things from other people. So I like that. I yeah, I think these things definitely make you better and. You know, the other thing that's kind of nice is uh, sometimes I read stuff or I listen to other people and I kind of come away feeling dumb as a result. Like, you know, not dumb per se, but like, you know, when you when you it'd be like if you're a musician and you hear how successful Taylor Swift is and you're like, why am I not there? You know what I mean? Uh, This is kind of more like everyday advice. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I could I can take something away from this even at my level and and improve from it, which is really if you think about it, that that's why people should be at blogs and you know listening to podcasts and stuff we all hope to get better we don't we don't listen to this stuff so we can hear how great everybody else is doing and feel bad about ourselves for not doing as much right right so um that's pretty cool um i think that might be all we have this week I right think, i think that's right all right yeah um so w- quick wait. question for i was gonna say go wait ahead, first we have to say go panthers Sunday. Well, we're definitely going to say that for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, this this episode has been brought to you by... The Carolina Panthers. But only if they win. Yes. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, quick question for anybody listening uh, all the way to the end. Thank you, first of all. Uh, secondly, is there is there anything that you'd like to see more of, or hear more of, I guess I should say? Uh, is there anything that you don't like? We've done, for example, a handful of interviews in some of the past shows, and I'd be curious as to whether people liked those. And uh, and would like to have more of that, or if you uh, you know prefer just to have Eric and I read what's on the newsletter so that you don't have to read it you know every week that kind of thing. Um, if you can give us that feedback on Twitter, that would be awesome. I am at Jack Fru J A C K F R U H, and Eric is at Eric L Barnes. That's E R I C. The letter L as in Larry, even though that's not his middle name, and then Barnes B A R N E S uh, on Twitter. Yeah, we never did. We never did uncover that mystery, did we? No. Of what it's what the L stands it's for. I feel like that should be like an ongoing thing that we always <laughs> forget to talk about until the very end, and then we say we'll talk about it again next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tune in next week, folks, to find out what Eric's the middle L name. Means. What does the L stand for? <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> lightning <laughs> eric lightning bar uh, dude i like i have to ask you're not being serious about that are you? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> he's like nodding his head so i can't tell if he's serious or not uh, um, you'll yeah. never know you just have to you just have to keep it going <laughs> we're gonna find out what was that movie from pixar the incredibles right remember they had uh the one kid's name was dash because he ran real oh, fast yeah, yeah. right yeah. So we're going to find out that Eric's got some kind of superpower and he like runs really fast. That's yes. why he's got the well, name of Lightning. I was actually thinking of the other uh, Pixar movie uh, cars, you know, where it's Lightning McQueen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Lightning Barnes. All Pixar movies. Pixar yes. movies. Oh, man. Give me something to do this weekend. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. All right. Anything else? That's all. Thank y'all. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. This concludes this episode of the Laravel News Podcast. If you like the show, please rate it five stars on iTunes. If you have feedback for the podcast, please email us at podcast at laravel-news.com. Thanks for listening.